Hello and welcome to the Optional Podcast, episode number 213 for the week of June 21st, 2020. The Optional Podcast is a show all about the latest in video games and entertainment recorded each week from New York City and bounce around cables and satellites all around the world. And right into your listening device of choice, as always, I'm Paul Tamayo and I'm here with my co-host, Cam Brewster. Fear the old blood. Whoa. Blood. What up, dog? What up, man? Um, wanted to quickly uh, shout out all the K-pop stands out there in the world. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, thank you for your service. They are putting in work. That was the funniest <laughs> thing ever. So good. It, it's like, I mean, it's very rare that we get a, a you know a nice little pick me up story in the news this week. But uh, you know, I just wanted to <laughs> shout out. I'm definitely going to be streaming some K-pop this week. Um, oh yeah. In solidarity with my uh, BTS army out there. But what's going on with you, bro? Chilling, man. It's been a. a pretty bland week for me um just working like like crazy um but i've been feeling a lot better this week um you know like to there's more news like they it's it's hard to even just look at shit anymore but um you know they they killed that young kid uh that security guard the other day and that really got me down um but i'm doing all right like better than i have been um that's good yeah, yeah. It's a, you, you got to kind of find solace wherever you can nowadays, especially. Yeah, um, yeah and, and seeing these stories continue to come out and like, it's it's you know it's definitely uh, it continues to be a struggle out there. Um, and you know I, I'm also I just want to encourage uh, folks out there, especially to um, all the non-black folks out there, to just remember to stay involved, stay aware, stay active. I know it's like you know just because it's not so it's still like in the news and like on, on social media feeds and stuff, just because it's not like so prevalent, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done. So please, please, please get involved if you can, where you can, even if it's small shit, you know, like, yeah. I, I mean, earlier today, we didn't even realize, well, I mean, I think earlier this week, my partner told me this, this local coffee shop that we've been going to for years is actually black owned. And I didn't, yeah. I didn't know this. And I was like, Oh shit, for real. I was like, now we got to go like you know, <laughs> twice as much as, as we usually do. I saw your story this morning. I was like, Wait, no fucking way. I love that place. Yeah. And I knew like, there was a reason I love that. Place. Yeah. And, and there's like multiple locations in Brooklyn too. So shout out yeah. to, to milk and pole. I was like, Oh shit, this is so that's super dope. I'm gonna get all the cups and the t-shirts now. Fuck <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, man, it's been, it's been kind of cool that, I mean, there's also been so much happening that we won't really get into in the news this week but i, I do want to like you know uh obviously show our support for folks out there dealing with uh, sort of the aftermath of certain individuals especially in the games media space that are being exposed right now for just awful heinous behavior and, mm-hmm. and predatory yeah. bullshit like it's always that it's always that that corny herb shit of like the guys who get power and they like i, I mean you, you see unfortunately you see that shit everywhere and it's and it's being it's, it's also super prevalent and like you know, you've you've seen it in Hollywood. You're seeing it now, and in, in, on the media side of things, and and you know, it's of course it's it's happening in comics. It's, it happens everywhere, and, and it's really disgusting. And um, yeah, I just wanted to you know throw some love over to the folks who have been dealing with that shit and, and coming forward and being vocal about it because you know yeah, that shit's thanks. important. That's super important. It's it's super brave, but it, it's it's necessary as fuck because these people don't deserve to be in the spaces that we occupy. Like, right. It's, it's not okay but uh yeah i mean keep doing what you're doing like i like i was seeing all this stuff and i, I didn't know you know most of those names and stuff same so, same um i was like oh this is this is wild but uh yeah man i mean keep getting these people out the fucking paint bro oh like, yeah oh yeah oh, like yeah. i feel like this is like weird like this is 
not weird energy, but like this this whole time that we're in right now feels so different than any other like moving forward like like inkling of moving forward like that, that we've ever had like any protests uh you know we've all had protests in the, in the past that uh, we've been calling out you know shitty people in the past and stuff but this feels different like this feels like this is like reckoning yeah coming yeah and uh for the better you know like I don't know. It just it just has a different energy about it. Yeah, because I, I feel know. like this time around. I mean, it's it's uh it's it's certainly like you mentioned been happening for for quite a while now. Like on a, mm-hmm. on a larger scale, like we we've, we've been seeing it with other more notable figures in, in the media, and seeing them sort of finally get, uh, you know, some sort of justice, some sort of sense of justice, right? Especially for the victims. But yeah, man, it's uh it definitely does feel like a reckoning across the board and and even for me personally speaking, like I've been a little bit more vocal about shit that I've had to deal with and and mm-hmm. I've been encouraged by folks who have been coming forward and, and kind of like speaking their piece and you know, that shit's inspiring and um for sure. you know, solidarity with everybody dealing with this shit cuz you know, we like we said before, you know, like uh, there's a there's a small it feels like sometimes there's a, there's a small uh, collective of us who are who are you know trying to do the right thing trying to do right by people trying to like you know not be fucking predatory creeps and shit and uh i think um you know we gotta just keep that in mind too like support each other lift each other up like you said and and uh right. and like you know like you said like hold people accountable in the moment yeah. too if you see some yes. shit like it it's going to feel awkward, but like, say some shit, man. Like I know like me, you know, me and Paul, we have a big friend group and we call each other out on, on shit all the fucking time because like, I know our philosophy, I didn't like, you know, I know Paul feels this way too. It's like, I I want my friends to be in a place where they are good. Like, like Mm -hmm. I want them to, to evolve and, you know, I want them to, to, I don't know, like, even just for their safety. Like I I want them to be able to have successful careers and stuff like that. You got to shake all that, you know, weird old school shit out and, you know, grow up, Yep. you know, like, oh, yeah. so, <laughs> so I, you know, call, call everybody out, man. Like just do it. It's rather have, I'd rather have that awkward conversation with somebody than to, you know, have someone be hurt, you know, in, yeah. in the end. Also, if, you know, if, if you see, if you see your boy at a con or some shit, whenever those happen again in like 20 years, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, 2023 is going to be lit. 2023, if you see me at the at <laughs> E3 or whatever, and you know, it, if you need, you know, you need someone to, to slap box somebody outside the LA Convention Center, please Tracks. let me know. I will do it in, in a heartbeat, but also on a more, on a, on a more serious note. Seriously though, like if you ever, if you ever see me, you know, whatever, like I'm out there, if you need support for whatever reason, if you even if you need, you know. Just someone to accompany you to go somewhere, or whatever. Hit 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 me up. I'm I'm yeah. I'm in there. I'll, I'm, I'll be there for 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 whoever. So uh, that's hopefully, legit. that's legit. Yeah, hopefully we can keep these positive vibes going despite everything. Uh, you know, continuously seeming like it's getting worse. But um, despite all that, there's so much to talk about um, this week, and um, I'm gonna kind of kick things off this week just because there's a there's a bit of a high interest game that that came out on Friday. This little tiny game uh, called The Last of Us Part Two. Um, oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, tiny little indie studio that definitely <laughs> doesn't have a problem with crunch or you know labor <laughs> issues. Uh, so yeah, I, I it's interesting, man. Cause, so like I talked about it before on, on previous episodes about how you know in 2013 I, I played the first one and I was you know obviously in a way different headspace, also just in a way different point in my life and. 
mm-hmm. you know, I, I I loved that game for everything it did in terms of like the technical side of things. And this was definitely way long before I started really thinking about things on a critical level like I sort of do now. Um, so over the years, I, I like sort of started to... Um, not become super super excited about last of us part two mostly because and i think i've also said this before on the show of, of how violent a lot of the the trailers have been and like yeah. seeing how gruesome and and detailed a lot of that stuff is it like i don't know I, even the first one i talked about how like we've talked about having played it the first time and being impressed by what was done on a technical level in terms of like even the performances excuse me i have like i'm like hiccuping over here um <laughs> with the performances and like the graphics and the music. I also like shout out to Gustavo Santaolalla who, who did, who does the music for these games and is one of my favorite composers. Cause he's, you know, he's from Latin America and uses traditional Latin American instruments. So every time I hear those instruments, they hit for a whole different, uh, they hit me in a, just a, di- a different way altogether. I'm sure that might be the same for a lot of other folks out there, especially South American folks out there. But, um, all that to say, uh, I was kind of, um, I'm fascinated by this game for a lot of reasons. And I, and I talked about how I'm interested and I appreciate how polarizing it's been because that usually digs up some really good discussions around uh, the medium, I will say, trademark. Mm-hmm. Um, so having looked at all of the reviews and reading some reviews from folks that I really, really trust and, and seeing where everyone sort of landed, I wanted to go in there and see where I land. And... I've only played, I want to say, maybe two or three hours so far. And uh, I am blown away by the spectacle of it, right? Uh, the I, In my head, I was like floating around this. I kept saying in my head, like the technical spectacle. I thought it was kind of funny <laughs> to say it. Um, it's kind of fun to to absorb and, 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 you know, obviously like in 4k and in HDR and all this stuff, it's, it's yeah, fun to, to watch. Heard that. It's like a gorgeous fucking game. Yeah, it is. It is probably one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. Um, and you know, very much to Naughty Dog's credit that like the performances, the acting, it's so believable and so realistic and it's fun to watch. And, and I tend to like Naughty Dogs for, for that side of things more than I actually do the majority of the gameplay but when you see a lot of when you're playing a lot of these levels and you're you're traversing these spaces that are clearly designed to um, both be stealthy if you want them to be but also provide cover in places where when the shit hits the fan it all feels like a e3 tech demo every time it feels like wow this looks so cool and realistic and i barely got out of that one Mm. um so i on that level the game certainly hits. Like it definitely feels like something that you've come to expect from Naughty Dog and with The Last of Us and that series and and its story and, and tone especially and and the things that it's exploring. These very dark, um, you know, um, it, it's very much that Cormac McCarthy shit, like that the, that road right. shit, you know, where it's yeah. like, wow, look how look how evil and horrible we can become when we're you know, doing all of this and that. And there was actually some pretty good discussions happening now, especially after that pretty horrendous tweet about how it's like, yo, this shit is like uh, Schindler's List. This shit is crazy, son. <laughs> like, that shit is a little, for me, like, all right, let's, you know, let's... Uh, simmer okay, down now. Simmer yeah. down. Let's, you know, let's maybe not uh, talk about this zombie game. Uh, <laughs> even if right. the, the, the movie Schindler's List was fictional, let's maybe not compare it to a thing that actually happened. Um, Facts, yeah. So, uh 
yeah, all that all that aside, there have been some really cool discussions around how um, there are some really interesting things being explored. If you so like, some people have been like, if you like The Last of Us Part Two, you might want to check out this. And some discussions have popped up around uh, specifically like Korean cinema, like revenge cinema, which which yeah. Korea tends to do so so well. I mean, like one of my favorite movies is I Saw the Devil, and explores the like what can happen to somebody when they just completely let completely let that rage take over and um you know it's all those movies oh boy yeah all those movies so it's interesting it's interesting to see that kind of stuff get sort of brought up into the discussion again which i find fascinating um but all that to say so far i'm again only like two or three hours in and you know the the major thing that propels the story forward i'm trying to be vague around here so maybe folks out there who have played it know what i'm talking about has happened and that definitely hit in a way that that felt very, you know, tragic and, and uh, definitely gives the context and reasoning for a lot of that revenge tale to, to take place and, and kick off. Right. So I am interested to see where it goes. I've read, read a lot of the reviews and unfortunately they've also had to dance around a lot of really specific things. And I mainly want to just get to the end, sort of sit back, process it and come to my own conclusions, especially, uh, like I think everybody should. Um, and I'm just, I'm so far, I, I that's why I'm kind of like a little hesitant to really like go on about how much I've been either enjoying or, or disliking certain things. Cause there have been some things that I don't love so far in the story. Right. Um, but I, I want to keep playing it. And I've heard some also, I've also heard and read some awful things about how it treats certain characters and, you know, just, just, all across the board, different things about this game. So it's really interesting to try to play this game also in the midst of a pandemic one. And then also, like I said before, uh, um, in a time when violence and division among groups of people are continuing to, you know, just can be displayed in on social media and, uh, and, you know, on, on the news and stuff. So it's, uh, it's interesting. It's definitely an interesting sort of time to play this game. And mm-hmm. I want to keep playing it. I'm hoping to maybe finish it in a couple of weeks or so. I also want to say I have no plans on doing any videos on this game. Or, or I mean, maybe I'll do some writing. Who knows? We'll see. But, I mean, for, for, the, for most of it, I'll probably keep my thoughts to the show, for, to this right. show. Um, so, it, to that extent, it's also been so freeing to not have to worry about capturing every time I'm playing and taking meticulous notes for every clip I'm recording at, at for every timestamp, and then you know worrying about constantly while I'm playing it, like what's the angle I'm going for, what's the angle I'm going for. And for the first time, just mm-hmm. actually playing a game like this on on this level to just absorb it, you know, and and really sit with my thoughts. So I will say that's been really refreshing and really really cool. Um, so yeah. My uh, my current update for The Last of Us Part Two is that I'm actually enjoying it so far. Yeah. Um, for the most part, um, I am so curious to see what tales we get told on the way to, like, the inevitable conclusion. Um, but yeah, so far I'm liking it. Uh, I haven't encountered anything too too problematic so far, but also I'm I'm completely like my filters aren't there for a lot of things. So I'm right. I, again I want to just kind of run through it almost well, blind in that sense, and then come back yeah. and you know digest a lot of that stuff. From a lot of what, uh, what I've been hearing, because I've been like 
not seeing like a lot of spoilers and stuff, but like just the discussions around this this game is that like the marketing for this game didn't do this game any service. Yeah. From what I, you know, from what people are saying, like, you know, they kind of went in very skeptical a lot, a lot of times, rightfully so, right? Yeah. And then came out on the other end mostly positive. And I'm wondering, like, what the disconnect is there. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear you, you know, when you, when you finish this and loop back around from week to week, or however long it takes you to, to finish it. But I want to hear your thoughts on, on that aspect of it. If there's any like validity to that. Yeah, yeah, and 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 there's there's also a lot to be said about comments that have been made, especially by you know Druckmann and and company in the past. Yeah. Um, and sure. it's it's not gonna lie it's been tough to divorce that from the experience too um but yeah i i also just want to really take time to absorb and process the contributions from the entire team also so yeah you know the, I, I think we tend to forget that especially in a medium like games that this is a collaborative uh medium and i want to really absorb the stuff that the you know the composers have created and and the animators and and mm. the you know the set design folks and cuz I'm, I'm looking at everything and i'm like i'm reading the graffiti and i'm like watching, looking at the 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 items that have been left behind and what have what has been prioritized and and in this collapse of society and cuz it, it's there's a lot there to pick apart and digest and i want to really give it its fair shake but i'm also not gonna play dumb and be like keep your politics out of my games whatever um because that's just impossible so um that's the that's the right move yeah so last of us part two uh i'm gonna definitely play a a lot more tonight and over the course of the next uh few weeks so stay tuned for more i guess developing thoughts as as that happens but it'll definitely happen a lot slower than most other places but um you know it's it there's a lot of good stuff out there i know um Shout out to everyone doing like spoiler casts and stuff like that. I'll link a couple in the in the newsletter this week for sure. Uh, for anybody who obviously has like maybe even already beaten it, because <laughs> I know there might be some folks out there who, who probably this week they'll they'll finish it. Um, but yeah, in addition to that, uh, another game that we've both been playing that I, that I've con- been sort of continuing to enjoy, even though I've had a, a really um, I hit a wall earlier this week with with Bloodborne that um, that I didn't realize so it's it's like twofold for me mm-hmm. bloodborne is a game that is in lo- a lot of ways designed to be very cryptic and not tell you a lot and and encourage you to really like you know look through the menus and read the read the items and you know tease out that lore and and connect the dots and for the most part a lot of games don't do that like outside of you know the standouts that are like you know uh, Outer Wilds or Control, things like that, where it really asks you to be present and be conscious of the things that you're absorbing as you play. Right. Um, so uh, there are some things where in chat, I'd be like, all right, can you, can you just tell me, like, do I go, <laughs> I, even when I was talking to you, because you were in chat, I was like, yeah, what am I doing? Do I just roll down? Is there something down there? And so I was yeah. like, there were times where I was just like, just tell me what to do, because I, I honestly don't want to bother with that. Um so there was uh, uh, earlier in the week uh, the blood is it the blood stained or the blood blood starved uh, beast. blood starved beast BSB. the blood BSB um, I ran into them 
uh, not realizing that, you know, it wasn't mandatory. It's kind of like an optional thing. And it's a mandatory boss. Oh, it is a mandatory boss. To move forward, yeah. So you remember oh. how you, when you did beat it, we went back to the, like, um, the hub where all those NPCs are now? Yes. And then that door was open. That side door to go up the elevator or whatever? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that door doesn't open unless you beat BSB. Oh, and the game doesn't tell you that at all. And that's one of the most frustrating parts of this like series in general. Like all the From Software games. Like yeah. they don't really relay that information, that important information of how to move forward. You just kind of keep running through the same areas and you just get frustrated and frustrated. So I understand where you hit that wall the week prior um but you made a ton of progress on your last stream that was impressive <laughs> yeah yeah so so between those two streams i um you know i like on my off time i was just going back in and like doing a couple runs here and there like while i put a podcast on or you know while you know watching something on my on my chromebook on the side so i was like i was grinding i was like you know just grinding and i got a, my stats up a, a bunch and you know i um I outfitted my weapons a bit stronger, you know, as, as much as I could uh, because of the, the stuff that I was being given from enemy drops and stuff. So I, I definitely, like, uh, got stronger. I also just, like, got better at timing and, and certain base mechanic stuff. And, you know, on my last stream, like you said, I went back and I, I think I did, uh, I did the blood, I did the BSB, then I did um, the witch, one of the witches. Yeah. Um I, I I did I think I did a few things. Like some folks were, were pointing it out in chat that were like I did the the bag man, I think they're called. Like the dudes with like those big ass yeah. pillowcases of shit. Man, uh, there's a really cool mechanic to those things and you keep skirting around that stuff and it's <laughs> it's like because a lot of times you have to like I don't know if you're past it already, but like if you die to certain enemies, certain things will happen, right? And like you're so good at this fucking game it pissed me <laughs> off because you don't get to experience that stuff like i've never seen someone not die to certain like those two uh those two uh hunters that you fought by the well oh, those were jerks. like you beat those in one shot i was like this is some bullshit like <laughs> i was really jealous and mad i'm like man I've, I've sat with this game for five years and i played it i played those two dudes the other day and i died to the the first guy mm. and i was just like you know what that's, this maybe a, this is not my favorite game anymore. <laughs> oh, Paul's just naturally just like killing shit on one go. Even yeah. like the the rickety like uh like drop down area, like you did that. Oh, yeah. You know, with a little bit of help from chat, but you did the rest of the stuff. Like you got the jumps right and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I was mean, trying to be as vague as possible. I was like, uh, just bump up your brightness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 actually was a was a good tip because there were some things I just I straight up could not see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I I I I guess this is kind of what it must have felt like whenever I would hand the controller over to Steven, our, our good friend, when I was having trouble in like Shinobi on PS2, and he'd be like, <laughs> "Oh, this thing," and he would just beat it like blindfolded. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't know. Like for. For whatever reason, I was also shout out to Nico. I was watching Nico and, and also uh, Cameron streaming yeah. um, uh, Dark Souls Two earlier. Which, by the way, definitely go go follow. I think they're going to be doing it every Sunday. So it was it was mad fun to just pop in while I was working on show notes a little bit, like when when I could sort of uh, get distracted for a few at a few minutes at a time. Um, it was fun watching that game too because I was seeing sort of the architecture of the FromSoft games and and what I've 
could recognize some of the like the syntax I could recognize that mm-hmm. shows up in Bloodborne and, and I was like oh shit that's kind of cool I could see how how it evolved and got more just just took different went down different directions I guess for each game and um, made me really reappreciate certain things that were in Bloodborne um, but yeah I, I'm I'm continuing to have like a really good time exploring that world and uh just seeing all the stories that are compacted into that space and th- that labyrinth that continues to unfold the, the further I get in. I, I, I get it now. I totally get it. Um, I do think, though, that I, I probably will not play these games solo because solo would require me to have, like... I mean, I, I have looked up one or two things. Like, with, with the BSP, I looked up, like, the wiki for it, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, fire would be a good thing to have. Um, mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it is kind of nice to have some folks in chat uh, providing some assistance. I will say though, sometimes it, it's like uh, no, backseat gaming. Yeah, I gotta like, I gotta be like, hey man, if I die, die is cool. Like you know, don't yeah. don't don't uh, don't worry about me uh, dying or or whatever like that. Like because cause there's a lot of that. Like oh man, you careful what's around the corner. And like I, it's yeah. like when I, when you're watching a scary movie and someone's like, oh shit, man, I love this part. This part, <laughs> yo, watch this part. Watch this part right here. Like all right, man, come on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the burden right? of streaming, though, right? Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. You know, people um, are gonna you know live through you and stuff like that. So yeah, and that, it, 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 is, it is frustrating, but I understand. The, and there definitely is the upside, like I mentioned too, where I'm like, guys, just tell me, do I buy this or no? And they're like, no, don't buy. It. I'm like, all right, cool. And then I just like move on. With I'm my like, life. buy it, screw yourself, over. I don't care. <laughs> You're the chaotic evil in the chat. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Um, no, but I, yeah, but having a lot of a lot of good time with with Bloodborne. But ha- have you made any uh, significant progress since we last talked? Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of doing this run. Um, is basically like a high insight run. Run. So anybody who doesn't know, there's these items. Well, there's a mechanic called Insight in Bloodborne, and basically after you beat a a boss or you do something uh, significant, you get more Insight. So the lore around that is that you're actually, your character is getting, seeing behind the scenes of what's actually going on in the story. Because there's like a, there's a main story, and then there's like a a more grand kind of story if, um, that you will eventually get to. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can like, You'll, you'll start to tease that apart over time, but like you can kind of skip a lot of that stuff and see what's going on if you have high insight from the first parts of the game. And there's these little items called like a madman's knowledge, and those have their own lore. Um, and I, you know, I recommend people look that up if you're into like any type of Bloodborne like lore and stuff. But basically, you can use those to gain more insight. Um, I haven't been using those yet, but I have very high insight right now which will affect the game by making like at a certain point when you get like up to like 15 or 16 insight you start seeing things that the game is just hiding kind of like yeah so like enemies reveal certain things about themselves and like oh that's why they look like that or there's this thing here now it's not invisible anymore like i didn't even know that and it was there the whole time so like those are the type of things that's happening behind the scenes in Bloodborne story that you're just like, oh, these are not just people or these are not just, you know, monsters. These are this is like something else going on behind that stuff. But it also oh, makes cool. the game a little bit harder. So you know how like um, the witches in that, that boss battle? Mm-hmm. You know how like they summon those little like those scary sickle holding 
monsters. Yeah. So if you have high insight and you beat a certain boss, uh, boss, boss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the guys, I'm from Long Island. Relax. Yeah, you get a coffee. Yeah, uh, <laughs> get a coffee and, get, and a bagel. Boss. You gotta get the boss. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you go down that like path, like uh, towards them, like if you're making your way towards those witches, those things summon randomly. And they're really tough, and like certain enemies get like more skills, and it, it's it's pretty interesting. Um, so that's like I've never actually uh, done this before. I've only seen somebody do like a run like this, um, but I'm just letting it happen like kind of naturally. Like I've been like on a on a tear right now. Like I haven't died much, which is interesting because hmm. uh, I'm notoriously like just bad at these games, but I love them. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm having a great time. Like. Um, yeah, I just got to the next like area uh, last night, um, the next big area that leads you into like the second half of the game, and uh, I'm really excited to get to that because that's where the game gets fucking weird. Yeah, um, I'm 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 so excited to because people keep saying, "Oh, like you just wait, wait, wait and see, yeah. it's gonna get real wild." So I can't wait to see like what that means. What actually exactly. means? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the other thing too, I would say, uh, like the thing that I feel like might so, I mean, the one thing I will say that has helped me in this game, I think in most games, is I am really not afraid to die in, right. in games. Um, in real life, please don't kill me. Yeah, but sure. <laughs> um, but in, in a game, I'm like, okay, like when I die, I'm like, sometimes I halfway through a battle or something, I'm like, okay, I'm going to die Let's let's push the boundaries. Let, let, let's see what I can let do. Let me see. What, yeah, let me tease apart this fight so I can learn some stuff. Right, right. So it's like, okay, cool. Oh, okay, all right, I died. Or even if I'm like really trying and I die, I go, oh, man, that was close. That was close. Like, what did we learn? And it's like, I think easing the pressure out of like needing to win for me mm. can be uh, a slight advantage, especially when I talk about it on my stream, like in a game where ev- you need every advantage you can get um, to, to defeat some of these bosses. So I feel like letting go of that uh the stakes sometimes can be liberating and you and and it will encourage you to be a little bit more brave or it'll encourage you to be a little bit more um not reckless but more experimental and find a thing that i hadn't found before so yeah i think you hit something really important i think that's the point of these roguelike kind of games it kind of lets you realize that like none of that stuff actually is important right like right all these blood echoes and stuff like that, they'll you can always get it back. And I, I kind of live my life like that anyway. Like I'm not yeah. super like um, frugal about like money and stuff like that. Maybe I should be a little bit more, but I'm like, maybe I'll treat myself. I'll get the money. Yeah. Like I work hard, you know, like <laughs> yeah. that type of stuff. So like in Bloodborne is the same, same way, right? Like you can't really be afraid to like lose those 30, thousand echoes like you'll get them back like it's not mm-hmm. that big a deal you know like it would have been cool to level up but i mean whatever that's the name of the game it's a setback yeah and then the, like you, you just feel more like you said you're just a little bit more brave when you just like don't give a shit <laughs> yeah for real for real like and and that, that think... game rewards being aggressive too oh yeah oh yeah it d- definitely does and like I, I feel like also yeah you you just said it i think you 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 sort of synthesize it in a really beautiful way where it's like you just don't care, and you, and you kind of just—it's it, liberating. It's li- and, that, and that can also just easily be applied to, like you said, like to your real life, right? Like the moment right. you 
you let go of that pressure to to win or to, or mm-hmm. to look cool or like oh I, like you know I, I can't get over about how much money I lost and sometimes that shit is real I'm, I'm not gonna lie but <laughs> um, but you know like you just gotta keep moving like the Bloodborne and all these Souls games are all about like keeping it moving and as as you know uh, many I'm sure many black and brown folks can attest you just, that's sometimes just the the main lesson just you just gotta keep it moving you can't yeah, dwell on shit what AOC said forward yes forward that's right, that's right. shout that's out to AOC, AOC. <laughs> yeah, I'm there to do the, the, the oh my the god we us. get a AOC drop that, that can happen actually that can happen pretty easily I feel like she would be down to do that oh my god yo can everybody tweet AOC for us on, on, uh, on Monday morning at the same time coordinated can we, get, can we be like cake pop stands can we yo get I just would get a shout out for AOC that would be Holy baller shit look we're New York City you know production yeah you we're know, natives native yeah Queens you know I mean? natives that's our home yeah, that's the home listen homie. listen we can make it happen <laughs> um all right cool so how's uh, your uh, how's your time with Mafia 3 uh, good, good. Even though I, I definitely haven't been spending mu- as much time with it, considering I'm now playing three AAA fucking games right now <laughs> yeah. um, at the same time. But I, I'm still playing it here and there. I, I'm, I'm trying to like not lose that muscle memory for some of that game's mechanics. Um, but at this time, I, I think at this point, I'm, I'm trying to... I'm still trying to like do all the side missions and stuff because they really do give you an incentive to... To, to do those things considering mm-hmm. like who you're going after and, and what things they've done so i'm like oh none of these white supremacists are getting away from me there's like a power struggle mini game right within the game if i yeah. remember correctly yeah so there's like it, it's interesting after a certain point if i if i you know if i've retained this correctly you you basically get these different uh like little mini industries that you can assign to uh like your captains or whatever like you people that you've aligned yourself with Mm -hmm. and there are times where like eventually you have to give it all to like one of the three of them and the other two will feel a certain way about it but it also removes certain perks that you've been unlocking like Ah. for their own like progression so there are times where you're like man i could really use uh this uh like one of them for example like the the dude from i think mafia from the mafia series the other games he is like, oh, uh, he can give you like some dudes to to go uh, complete an objective. Mm. So you go, I pull up to a place and I call them up and they just come through and they run through the whole building. <laughs> they kill everybody. And I'm like, all right, well, I just got to get out of here then. Yeah. So that's really convenient. Or, or if you get caught in a pickle, uh, you can call them up and they'll back you up and, and, you know, kind of even, even the numbers out a bit. So, it, but it never, never tends to get that complicated for me. Uh, I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm just that good at, at, at games now. <laughs> Getting gassed gamer. up on Bloodborne. Yeah. I'm yeah, just a real gamer now. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been, uh, I, I want to get back into it also just to like, just to, just to beat it while I'm still in the headspace and b- before I forget yeah. which characters who and, uh, or, you know, what storyline was what. So yeah, I'm trying to finish that hopefully within the next month or so as I slowly play it over time, but still having a really, really good time with it. Uh, highly recommend it, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's still, it's still pretty, pretty good. What about you, man? What's, uh, what's Desperados 3? Uh, yeah, you're asking me, man. Uh, so there was this game I saw somebody playing, like, I watched this YouTube channel and they were playing it. And, uh, it's a, I think it's an Xbox, Xbox exclusive game at the moment. Um, Desperados 3, it's like a Western themed, uh, cowboy tale. Um, 
I don't know how to really describe this game. So basically, you it's like a cowboy stealth game, <laughs> uh, which doesn't make any sense, but it works. Um, <laughs> I get it. So basically, it's kind of like a real-time strategy game where you're like moving these pieces. So you can say, like, from what I've played so far, I have like two characters. And I can move them around real-time, and I have to like save this stagecoach, right? Like... I have to kill all the bad guys and save the the NPCs. So basically, I you know select my character, move them around, and uh, methodically take out the the bad guys. And the way you do this is by hiding in bushes. Um, you have a option to like you move your cursor over the bad guys, and you can see their cone of vision, um, and you can see like their pathways of what they're going to take. Um, you can see, uh, the environmental like tools you can use. So you can like drop a barrel on them or something like that. And you can do this all like real time. So like, you got to like kind of plan out this route to take and who to kill, who not to kill, or if you want to go lethal, non-lethal and each character has their own skills. So like the main character, he can like throw a throwing knife, uh, from distance. Uh, he can like stay in cover and like kill somebody um or i have another character who has like he's like a doctor he has like this little uh doctor bag and he can throw it out as bait and if the npc is looking at it he'll they'll walk over and open it up like curiously and then there'll be like a smoke bomb and then i can kill them stealthily um stuff like that and you can take as much time as you want during these encounters like you can like uh, the game actually encourages you to like save scum. Um, there's like literally a counter that says it's been two minutes since your last save, and you can just hit the the start button and it saves for you automatically because it wants you to like keep trying new things. It wants you to fail. It wants you to start all over. So it kind of takes off the pressure of like getting into these things. But you can move the. It's like an isometric view, so you can like kind of move the. Um, the camera any way you want you can pan left and right like as far as you want like just to see what's coming up ahead it it's a very beautiful game um surprisingly um but yeah this game is like really interesting it's it's really dope like i think it's very different from anything i've actually ever played i don't know if you've ever heard of it but um, no it's the first time i'm hearing about it it, it looks great from like the screenshots i'm seeing yeah online. um it's it's pretty interesting like, I, there's a story there but i i really haven't learned anything about it like i guess it's coming up in the later missions but um i've only unlocked like the two characters uh, from the start but uh yeah I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out of it like it's really fun and it's really like silly and it's it's cool what you can do like you're like all right well i'm gonna try it this time and then even if i'm successful sometimes i'll just kind of like go back to a later save uh, earlier save and and start the that encounter over or start from where I killed a certain character and then like proceed from there. Um, It's, it's really, really cool. Unfortunately that I haven't seen any black cowboys, which I'm like sad about, but yeah, factually inaccurate. Yeah, that's inaccurate. Um, But yeah, I I would, if you're, if you have 60 bucks laying around, I would recommend this game. It's it's, it's really cool. If you have Xbox. Nice. uh, Wait, is it on uh, games pass? No, it's not. Unfortunately. 
Got it. Got it. Yeah. No, I I gotta check this out. I'm gonna I'm gonna see what else it's available on. Cause yeah, it, see what it, else is like available. I feel like it would uh, benefit from a PC um, yeah. gameplay, but it, it works really well with a controller because you can like move the characters individually and stuff. It has this really cool mechanic where you can kind of like plan out your attack. So like you can freeze the the game, and you can say, all right, I want this character to throw his knife um, at this person, and then at the same time, I want the second character to run up behind the guy once he sees the knife uh once he sees the dead body and strangle him and then you can like go back into real time and then when it get to a point you can like hit action and then like they do all the things you had set up in that prepare preparation phase and you can do that at any time which is really really dope like it lets you like pull off some really cool like hijinks and and uh you know with the abilities and stuff that you give it that's like, cool, man. I'm pretty impressed by this game. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I was like only gonna. I was like, whatever. It's like I said. I'm not pretty. Like, I'm not super frugal with stuff. So I was like, I'll try it. I'm sixty bucks. Like, that's a lot of money, but you know, I got it right now. So um, nice. <laughs> so I was like, let me just do it, and I really like enjoyed it. Dope, dope. Yeah, it's on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Oh, it's way, it's on so. everything. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I might check this out on PC if, especially if you know, if it's on shale or something. Yeah, know, lady. Like, <laughs> I'm spending a lot. Yeah, it's not the Dixon. I've just been in a lot of money lately. So, uh, yeah, no, nah, this, this was cool, though. Definitely on my radar now, for sure. You stay putting me on a game that I have not even heard about. So, that's cool. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Let's, uh, let's jump into the news for the week. Um, so, you know, it being June, I was thinking about this the other day, and I was like, damn, I can't believe it was just a year ago that I was, like, actually... Yeah. at E3 for the first time as a professional and then it shut down. So what I'm saying is uh, <laughs> I am responsible and I take full responsibility. They're like, uh-oh, so, Riff Raff came through. Yeah, they're like, down. oh, shit, that's enough of this bullshit. <laughs> um, so there was an EA Play Live that happened earlier this week on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, yeah, there was, a, there was a decent amount announced. I, I wasn't completely blown away, but I yeah. will say uh, very, very pleased to, uh, to hear that Skate is coming back. Even if we didn't see shit, we just saw uh, two developers on screen be like, yeah, it's happening. Like, you know, it's actually <laughs> the happening. internet pressured us to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Y'all held a gun to our head, so we're going to do it. <laughs> also, there's a Tony Hawk game coming out, so we want a, a slice of that pie. Yeah, um, so, yeah, man, I, I'm... I'm you know, as loyal skate stands, the loyal skate stands that we are, uh, I'm curious, like, what you would, you know, want to see in a new skate or, like, you know, what you're hoping to at least get out of a new skate. Um, man, there's a, there's a lot I want. I, w- I want more of the, the basics. I think they went a little wild with, like, Skate 3. Um, mm. Like, I didn't really enjoy that game uh, too much, but Skate 2 was, like, right where you wanted to do like a lot of like challenges the free roaming was was great the music was super underrated that those soundtracks from the first two skate games were oh, super underrated so good um we don't talk about those a lot you know tony hawk and dave mirror get a, get a lot of praise but skate skate one and two were, were really good uh yeah that's true. really good uh things but um yeah I want, I want to skate with my friends man like that was the whole point man like i just want a really good technical skate game yeah. Well, not so sure. tech. Not like that other game that I saw you playing on stream one time. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> where you got to, like, use your, like, individual feet to, like, yeah. no, I don't need all that. I just want to, yeah. you know, flick the stick a couple times and ayo. Yeah. But, uh, hey, hey, watch your mouth. <laughs> yeah, can we stop saying flick the stick? Yeah. Uh, you know what? You know what? Time to retire that. Time to retire that. <laughs> Video games. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, come on, grow up, video games. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I want to say uh, maybe I'll drop one of these the every time we get uh, every time we get naughty on the show. Freaking naughty! Yeah, we're freaking naughty. Um, yeah, I want to say I, I'm I'm very excited at the sort of resurgence that we're seeing in, in I mean not really resurgence but we've seen session and stuff like that come up and there's an, there's that other game that I haven't checked out yet with like you're playing like a bird and you're skateboarding there's that one that showed up I think on the PC gaming show and we, I've been seeing gifs of it I've been following the developer for a minute now on Twitter where it's like I forget what it's called man and, is it the boat in, the boat nah no, oh there's like so. a Tony Hawk style game where you're like this dude in a boat like a speedboat and you're like grinding on shit oh really I haven't cool. seen that shit that shit is that shit yeah, sounds wild I'll, I'll link it so you can put it in the, the thing there's one called uh let me try to like look this up but um there's a there's a game coming out uh that I will look up the name for maybe later on and folks are probably screaming at me listening but it's like this very ethereal looking game it's like polygonal it looks beautiful like you're skating in this void and but you're skateboarding like you're you're doing like ollies and grinds and kickflips and stuff it looks so amazing um so I'm I'm glad that like people are understanding that you know there's there's still a lot there to be extracted from a good skateboarding game and i mean i loved them so much growing up i would love i would love nothing more than right now especially to just throw on a skateboarding game and just zone out yeah. for hours at a time that's kind of what we did when we were younger we would just like go out there escape the world for however long it took for us to practice our ollies or whatever yeah um so yeah man uh super looking forward to skate even if we didn't see a damn thing about it uh we also got wind of apex legends coming to switch and steam this fall with crossplay which is a big deal i want to say very excited to see that happen um especially for folks out there who you know have been isolated for this long it's one thing that I, i'm actually glad to see that crossplay is now just becoming an industry standard thing we saw it with no man's sky now we're seeing it with apex legends yeah we we'll want to see that shit happen more often i think that's like nothing but great things uh for the for the future of these multiplayer spaces where you know it, it just makes more sense to just you know connect everybody really stop does. being stop being dumb um star wars squadrons that uh, look cool. looks so fucking incredible i'm not gonna lie i want it so bad i'm i'm a little hesitant though because you know typical of these kind of multiplayer games um it also has cross play between consoles and pc but uh there's a i think there's a VR mode as well it's going to be uh, implemented into this game so yeah. it looks incredible I can't wait to play this game I, I've always loved that part of Star Wars that sort of dogfighting stuff uh, so I'm really looking forward to seeing that um, we got a peek at the next game from uh, Joseph Ferris and company uh, another co-op action adventure platformer that according to him will blow your fucking mind away uh, mm. it's coming out in 2021 it's it's called uh, it's called It Takes Two um, I guess we'll see what that means or what 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 the the lead song for is <laughs> yeah right rob bass uh, <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> they gotta uh, do that if they don't they get rob bass if they don't dust off rob bass joseph joseph ferris if you don't dust off <laughs> rob bass we could be very upset uh we got lost in random official teaser trailer there's a bunch of stuff we we saw um we also found out that seven ea games will be coming to switch over the next 12 months um i think one of them was Burnout Paradise, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, we got a peek at uh, Rocket Arena, which definitely looks like a hero-based sort of shooter with rocket launchers. It looks kind of cute and fun. It looks pretty fun. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to give it the, you know, the old wait and see approach. Uh, mm-hmm. I've also just kind of been a little burnt out from all these hero shooters. I'm not going to lie. I haven't looked back at Valorant since the open beta. And I know a lot of folks out there have been really having fun with it. But I think I'm just kind of out the game at this point. Mm-hmm. Even though even though I was really enjoying my time with Overwatch. But Overwatch, for me, is just like a warm blanket, like, you know, our boy Austin yeah. says all the time. Um, so I want to just, like, I don't know. I, I'm going to hold off for now. But, uh yeah, I think besides that, um, what do you the, think of um, yeah. the dice stuff? They showed off like some tech, yes, uh, which was interesting. Um, and they didn't show anything from their next battle. I'm hoping that's a battlefield uh, teaser, but uh, I'm surprised they didn't show any like art direction or you know. Yeah, uh, this is an interesting uh, time. I, I am excited though because it seems like they're shooting for next gen. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I, I saw some of that, and I, I, I got, ex- I, you know, my ears perked up when I heard Battlefield. I was like, huh, what, Battlefield? Yeah. Especially now that we're talking about next-gen consoles and, and the way that some of those things are being um, taken advantage of with the horsepower and stuff. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see. I, I, I am, like, also kind of hesitant every time they're like, man, Frostbite rules. Everybody <laughs> loves Frostbite. You know, like, he loves Frostbite. She loves Frostbite. <laughs> Frostbite is the best, and I'm just like, all right, I, I've heard differently, but yeah, relax. Um, and then, uh, in addition to that, this week we got uh, a tweet from um, the developers uh, over at um, CD Projekt Red, basically announcing that Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed to November 19th. It was originally supposed to come out on September 17th, so they're just pushing it back a few months, um, which is uh, both kind of you know, I guess I, I got to imagine disappointing for folks out there who are like really, really excited to play this game. I mean, I I, I think we've both been vocal about how, yeah. you know, we're, we're definitely interested in seeing what this game shakes out to be. But also, I'm, I'm honestly not <laughs> I'm, I'm not like expecting this thing to completely blow me away and, and change my world view or anything like that. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm curious to know if like does, does that does this delay impact your feelings on this game at all or, or how, how do you feel about this i think play? i still feel the same right like uh, yeah especially you know the last like year or so like we've realized that like you know pushing a game back doesn't necessarily ease the woes of the people making the game right like there's still going to be yeah. crunch and there's still going to be all that stuff so like it's probably i don't know like i don't know how to feel about a delay right like I, it, it would be dope if we knew, like, hey, we're taking it easy for the next couple months, you know. But yeah, we that's not the case, you know. They're trying to get this thing out and they're trying to polish it up, so they're gonna go and do what they feel like they need to do. But yeah, it, it definitely makes my feelings conflicted about it because I, I am kind of excited about what this game can be. A lot less than I mean, a lot less than when it first was announced for sure, um, especially with yeah. all the hiccups. Uh, since it was first announced uh yeah a lot of like problematic shit we've discussed already on the show but man I don't, I don't know like i really don't know how to feel about it right like we'll just see when it comes out That's yeah my for sure yeah yeah for sure for sure yeah I, I feel the exact same way man i feel like i am again like i said with the last of us i'm excited to see what can be accomplished on the technical end of things and, mm-hmm. and see what what they continue to do on on the game side but it also i'm also excited to to pick apart what they're doing on the you know the story side and and uh, on that end because you know like we said we've seen a lot of things so far that have not impressed us and uh in some ways 
make us even more hesitant about wanting to be like, you know, I, I, I know folks too that are like, I can't wait for Cyberpunk. Oh, it's my, yeah. my, my most anticipated game. So like, I get that side of things too, but I like also want to just like whisper into the ether, like just, uh, you know, just, uh, you just think, just think a little more about these games, you know, just, yeah. like, just try to try to think a little deeper about them. But, um, yeah, and uh, yeah, and this week in a continued wow, a series of fuck ups on, on a lot of people's fronts. Um, Taking this from Kotaku, Red Dead Online update removes modded KKK from the game. Uh, this is something that I didn't even know yeah, about. Yeah, I didn't know about until, this either. Yeah, until uh, until this uh, this story, but yeah, as um, as Polygon uh, reports, Red Dead players had been complaining that uh, about this for a few days now. Uh, providing numerous examples of clan members turning up in online matches as NPCs, accompanied by some incredibly racist in-game chat from those responsible. So, um, yeah, for a little while, modders had been taking advantage of a vulnerability in Rockstar's Red Dead Online that allowed them to spawn members of the Ku Klux Klan, who are normally only present in the offline single-player component. That loophole, that loophole has now been closed. Um, so they did it quietly without really re- releasing a statement or some sort of tweet or even, like, you know, update, blog post, whatever. So... Yeah, very curious. Uh, Jesus Christ, very... I'm reading the the little. Oh God, sorry, I just read that. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, the uh, the this... some of the screenshots there, yeah. pretty pretty nasty. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting too because uh, you know this game definitely didn't shy away from some of that stuff uh, in the in the game, and you know there's moments in the offline uh, story mode that you you come across them in different, at least one very notable scenario. Yeah. But um, yeah, we I, I didn't realize that the online stuff could be sort of fucked with in that sense, and uh, I'm glad they addressed it. I'm, I'm I I would have kind of appreciated it if they added a little note or two. You know what I mean? For, yeah. For others out there, but yeah, I'm curious to get your thoughts, man. This is what a weird story. I mean, they've, they've definitely done. You know, this is the 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 double-edged sword with opening up your game to like mod stuff um because like the gta community like the rockstar online stuff with gta 5 um Mm -hmm. has you know been very successful with the because of the modding community um so i figured that would be the same case for this but like you know people are going to be irresponsible assholes um you know, like it is yeah. really depressing to see that stuff, especially like to make them like do this. Like in the single player game, like it had, there was like a purpose to it, and the the joke was kind of on that, like on the clan. You know, like mm. that was like the whole point of it. Um, and then here it's just like you know, people just want to be gross, and I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, it, it's. It, it super fucking. It sucks fun. though because like this is probably gonna like lead them to be more strict about like the modding stuff, which is I guess necessary, you know. Like, but it only takes a couple people to fuck it up, and then word word. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm glad they at least addressed it. Yeah, no, that that's good. They nip it in the bud. That's what they got to do. Like that's their responsibility yeah. to do that shit. Big time, big time. Yeah. Our, yeah, our next story, uh, former EVO champion banned from multiple fighting game events after a racist tweet. Uh, this is also taken from Kotaku uh, in a continued series of weird uh, fuck-ups. Uh, after posting a tweet that both mocked the Black Lives Matter movement and peddled in racist tropes, 
Former Evo champion Ryan Filipino champ Ramirez has been banned from several fighting game events. This includes an indefinite suspension from Capcom-related tournaments. Ramirez has always been known as something of a heel in the fighting game community, eagerly playing the part of the villain during his heyday as one of the best Marvel vs. Capcom 3 players in the world. But there have been several indications over the years that what many considered was an act was really just his personality. The facade slipped for good this past weekend when Ramirez tweeted a picture of a watermelon with the caption, hashtag, Water lives matter and a little winky face emoji on there, um, you know, attached to a image of a watermelon. But uh, yeah, it's it's kind of an understood, um, very racist uh, trope, t- sort of trope. Yeah, yeah, specifically against black people, and uh, especially now with I, I think I you know we've seen it before too. Like uh, especially in the in the past couple of weeks, um, uh, Ian here also mentions the. The Skullgirls developer Mike Zaymont uh, making an "I can't breathe" joke on a stream, which that, I've watched that clip when it was on like floating around Twitter, and it was super yeah, cringy to watch. Yep. Um, and you know, also we were talking about it before, right? But like that sort of that silence that happened on the stream with everyone else who was on there, it was very palpable, like the the, the awkward tension. But you know, I, I've seen it before with the. Um, we saw it with the PewDiePie shit when the, 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 the people that were on the stream with him were like laughing and kind of brushing it off. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see that, that some of these tournaments are actually banning him and, and sort of, like we said before, right? Like nipping that stuff in the butt. Cause like, uh, it needs to be, it needs yeah. to be. And, um, fuck this guy for that stupid ass joke. Uh, we've yeah. seen stupid ass jokes on Twitter get celebrated and defended and, uh, you know, fuck that shit. Yeah. F champ. I've seen him before when he, plays uh street fighter but he yeah he's he's always been kind of a dick um and this is like me not following him you know like this is just me seeing him you know played up on stage and shit and like interviews and stuff like that after matches you know like they do that wrestling shit a lot but like they said i mean like this is obviously not a facade you know like um it's 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 for real like you know, these people have, like, he knows exactly what that, that meant, you know? Mm-hmm. So, fuck, yeah, fuck him. Like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Like, and especially in a space like that, like, the fighting game community is so inclusive. And, like, well, that's, like, where we want it to go. You know, like, it's out of all, like, the video game stuff, like, the FGC is so diverse. And, like, you know, the a lot of the popular faces are black faces. And, I'm sure a lot of his friends are black in, in the community. So it it just seems like odd to go for that joke. Like, yeah. even if you're playing, a, a, you know, even if you're going to, you know, pretend like it is um, part of your, like, you know, character. Right. You know, right. like, that's just not, it, especially what, what's going on. I, I read this, like, thread of his apology and stuff. And it was just like, a, not a real apology, of course. Um, yeah. I think he's just a, sad. He got caught and like got called out for it. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, you, there needs to be consequences, right? Like, I'm not saying ban him for life and shit, but like, come on, man. Like, fuck you. Like, it's good. This is going to fuck up your money. Good for you. Like, yeah, you got to do fucking better. But yeah, so in the, in the chat in his uh, in the thread, like people in the community are like, "Yo, bro, like what? Like, yeah, I'm black. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, how yeah, how yeah. could you do some shit like that? Like, we supposed to be friends and stuff. Like, right, right, right. right. And that's yeah, the that's a, the corny shit. 
Yeah, it's the lack of self awareness shit. It's like yeah, it's unbelievable that you know. But you know, like we said, I'm I'm glad that people are taking steps to you know uh, deal with this kind of bullshit because. Yeah, I don't know. Like, especially like right now, there's no there's no room for that kind of bullshit, and no. I have very little patience for it. And nope. I'm glad that you know actions are being taken. So, yeah, um, our last story of the week, which is also a very very weird stumble, uh, Avengers game Twitter assembles, um, then deletes extremely bad tweet about defaced statue. This is taken from Kotaku as well. But earlier this week, um, uh, the official Avengers video game Twitter account posted a short video featuring a monument of Captain America and said that the area around it had been defaced. It's the kind of uh, atrociously poor timing that itself deserves some kind of historical monument. Um, yeah, especially considering right now all the statues that are being pulled down around the country and we've seen videos of the, like, uh, Christopher Columbus statues or even, like, you know, founding fathers, quote-unquote, of, like, people be like, tearing them down, spray-painting them, throwing them in, or, you know, them tripping and falling into the water. Uh, we, we've been seeing that a lot lately and, and this just seemed like either this was a scheduled tweet from fucking months ago or some shit or someone just like put that out there and just definitely not following the right people or, uh, you know, yeah. just completely unaware, uh, fell asleep. Um, they just didn't read the room at all, but they, they tweeted the, uh, they deleted the tweet, excuse me. And, uh, they responded, they posted an apology saying, we've heard your response to our recent posts and agree that. Now was not the appropriate time to share this content from our game. It reads, we apologize for being insensitive, end quote. And it's interesting, too, considering that, like, in the context of the game, from what I understand, it's like, you know, people responding to the Avengers, kind of like we've seen in uh, in the movies, at least, uh, in, this, in the cinematic universe, of people sort of not trusting the Avengers and, and, and stuff like that. And, and it's kind of a, a very real right. thing that we're all dealing with right now, especially. Um, so I'm very curious to see how this game handles this stuff, but yeah, I'm curious if you have any thoughts on this weird-ass tweet debacle. Nah, yeah, they, they they knew. That's the thing. Like, these people are not dumb. Like, right? we gotta stop giving people, like, these little passes. Like, do you, we, yeah. we don't, I don't have the energy or time to teach people some shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> like why did, why did this intern or whoever's running this thing, like, they know exactly what they're doing, man. Like, right. it's just corny. It's just like, yo, did you really have to do that now? Like, ain't nobody thinking about yeah. this fucking game. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, it's just it's such a, like, man, read the fucking room Seriously, type situation. Yeah. It's like, this is what happens. Again, I'm going to offer my services to uh, game companies and publishers out there. Listen, I will come into the meeting room and be like, no, yeah. don't do that to Yep, me. nope. Nope. Don't do nope. that to yeah, me. I'll be that. that guy. Just pay me, uh, you know, $100,000 a year, and I'll be like, nope. Okay, what's next? <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, <laughs> so, um, all right, yeah, before we jump into uh, the rest of the show, I'm actually going to take a quick break. Yeah. Um, I'm going to grab some water and all that stuff, but we'll be right back. All right, jumping into questions for the week. If you have any questions for us, please feel free to send that email directly to us at questions at the-optional.com, or you can jump into jump into our you can chop in there too i don't know uh into our <laughs> discord <laughs> i turned into like uh one of my uncles you can jump into the, <laughs> into the discord into the questions channel or uh record us a voice mail message using the anchor app on your phone so yeah, that's uh, a good thing. we got two voicemails this week so i'm excited about that um we got a question from danny who writes in I'd love to hear an update on cam's pc build did he ever get around to it if yeah how is he liking it so uh about that <laughs> um yeah no um i have been slowly collecting pieces um 
some people have been donating things to me actually but uh yeah everything's so expensive right now but yeah. i actually bought a really nice monitor the other day Ooh. um yeah like a uh a really good um asus monitor and that shit got stolen in the mail no yeah i bought a monitor and a bracket because i told you guys i don't know if i mentioned it before but i assembled my desk and it's glorious and i'm a builder now and i'm like it's a beautiful fucking desk did i, did I ever show you the picture of it no i'm gonna send you a picture right now hold up yeah i'll um, put that in the newsletter bro yeah for sure um yeah and uh it got stolen in the mail because oh of reasons and uh i was able to get a refund but it kind of like discouraged me like literally this happened last week like uh, that sucks but yeah because i was like i can use this right now like you know i can use the monitor right now and uh yeah both the arm and 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 the monitor got stolen but you know what it is what it is man as long as i got my bread back yeah no harm no foul right yep i've had Um, shit stolen before touching the city yeah way of life um and especially now that like because they said i signed for it and i was like i did not mm. sign for it but whatever man you know that what? sucks but yeah um yeah no so it's it's not it's a slow go right now um danny I'm, I'm gonna throw it out there right now asus let's go baby what are we doing Help, oh hook God. us up is that is that how you say it asus that's how I say it. I think I say it like Asus. Asus. You gotta say it like a karate dude. Like, Oos! Asus! 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 It helps with your breathing. Yeah, that's actually kind of good. I said, I said it from like my stomach, bro. Yeah, you have to. Scream. Hold on. I just, that's I just why got... they scream in martial arts, man. It's for breathing. Yeah, exactly. I just got your picture, by the way. I'm gonna give my live reaction to it. Hold on a second. Oh, damn! It's a big boy. I, I put it all together. It's like it's a ta- it's a countertop and a leg, a rising desk legs, and I, I mashed them together like Frankenstein. Bro, this is beautiful. It's a very nice. Desk. Wow, look I'm at sitting, you! I'm sitting bro. at it right now. Yeah. Wow, you you ready to become a YouTuber, bro? I I really did it just for like you know, I just I don't have anywhere to sit. I bought a, like a, a computer de- a chair, and that's really comfortable. Bro, yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. Good luck finding room for that anywhere else in New York City, by the way. <laughs> I, yo, I, my room is large as fuck, so yeah. yeah. Me, me and my uh, partner were talking about that because we are going to start looking for a place soon. Ooh. And we're like, we got to get a second room. Like, yeah. like, we can't not have a second room. I was like, oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah, just to do like an office for both of us. But um, yeah. I don't know how it's going to work. Maybe it'll be cheaper now that everybody left New York. That's true. That's true. Or who knows? Maybe now places will let you work remote so you can go get a fucking house or some shit somewhere. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, uh, yeah. grow the fuck up. You could have a garage. You could be making oh shit all God. fucking day, bro. If I had a garage, that would be the shit. <laughs> We're just turning into our dads, bro. <laughs> We're, I know. <laughs> I know, man. I, was, oh I told you the other day I was just, like, fussing at people out the window. Yeah, I was literally yeah, yeah. just looking out the window fussing at folks like, it's everybody it's our grandfathers it's our uncles it's our it's everybody bro I'm, I, everything get the baby out the street 
Get the goddamn baby out the sheets. Whose baby is that? I know one of you motherfuckers <laughs> stole my Asus monitor, all right? Seriously, I've been looking at all my neighbors like, mm, yeah. which one is it? I've been looking at people's trash to see, see if I can find the box. Oh, yeah, bro. Take yeah. take snap a pic if you find a box, bro. Let me know. Yeah, we're... I'm a few blocks away, bro. Um, <laughs> all right, cool. We got a message from Jumpgate. Have you ever played a game based only on its visuals? What about it appealed to you? Uh, Cam, do you have any games like that? Yeah, I mean, I, most of my PSP catalog was that. Like, oh, I remember, yeah. I remember seeing like Mercury. Remember mm. that game? Mm-hmm. It was like a puzzle game where you like move these like little Mercury blobs um, around, like in a three D space, and tilt the world around. Um, but I literally just looked at the box. I was like, "That looks cool. I'm gonna <laughs> allegedly steal this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have no proof, anybody. I was sixteen. Listen, allegedly. Listen. Yeah, allegedly. A friend of I ours. Worked at, I worked at Toys R Us, all right, guys. <laughs> I, and I bought it with my money. That's oh, right. Guys. I would never steal. He picked up the ticket, went to the back, and was like, "One, please." Um, <laughs> yeah, no. I uh, there's there's one that like really stands out to me, and at the time, I remember, especially at the time, going to a friend a friend's house and seeing crazy taxi for the first time um, and seeing it like it looked like an arcade game on his tv and i remember thinking like holy shit this is the best thing i've ever seen in my life and Mm -hmm. wow there's like a tower records and a kfc (laughs) and there's like a fucking all this shit in there and like the soundtrack and and like the style of it everything about it just oozed style and um a lot of those dreamcast sega games were like that and i um I remember I didn't get a Dreamcast, um, but I got a PS2, and then it came out on PS2, and I like that was I think the first game besides Gran Turismo that I got for the PS2. So yes, uh, and it turns out to be one of my favorite games of all time. So Crazy Taxi, yeah, Paul is like fantastic at Crazy Taxi. It's <laughs> yeah. infuriating how good he is. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. like goes for the red ones. I'm like, how do you get the red ones? Yeah, it's, that's the key. Um, that's the key. <laughs> but yeah, I, Mercury was dope. Like it just looked. I was like, oh, damn, I want to touch that. You know, yeah. like, it was one of those things. That And you brought up a good one. Um, one of my favorite games, uh, Jet Set Radio. Oh, my God. Uh, the, the original was, like, we used to buy games just because of the art. Like, legit. Yeah. I had never really seen a cel-shaded game before. I don't think before that. Yeah. I might be wrong. But, I like, that was the first one I was like, this is oozing with style. Mm-hmm. And everything was about like extreme sports back then, so yeah, you know that was like a a big appeal for me. Word, that's word. a good question, man. Yeah, really good question. I'm I'm sure there's like a bunch I'm missing, but yeah, that's uh, yeah. the ones I can definitely think about for sure right now. Um, okay, cool. So also, actually, real quick, um, Res. A lot of Sega games in general, yeah, like Res sure. and you know Luminous, all those games. I was before. thinking about Res the other day too. Oh, it's so good. If you get a chance, have you played uh, Res Infinite, like that extra level? No, no, I haven't. Oh man, you got to come over sometime once you know the pandemic dies down. Played in VR. It's only like yeah. 10, 15 minutes or some shit like that. Um, <laughs> cool. I would like kick you out of your own apartment. Yeah, yeah. Just like we'll, we'll get some <laughs> coffee. Distance. Yeah, we'll get some coffee. We'll come back and like better be the fuck out of here by the time we get back. <laughs> Um, <laughs> cool. Matt writes in, uh, how do y'all feel about copaganda and calls to cancel it? I think it's possible to enjoy cop shows, movies, books, and games while recognizing that it is problematic to glorify the police. I also think there's a difference between shows like Live PD, which was recently canceled, and Watchmen. But at what point should we stop supporting projects that benefit the public image of the police in any way? 
Uh, what about games that employ military consultants? All right, so there's a few questions here. Yeah. Um, I guess the first two are kind of related, but um, how do y'all feel about propaganda and calls to cancel it? And um, at what point should we stop supporting projects that benefit the public image of the police in any way? Uh, yeah. What do you think? I was actually talking about this with my brother because, like, you know, growing up, like, everything was like, yo, cops and robbers, fucking mm-hmm. TV shows, Shaft, and, like, you know, Hawaii Five O, all that shit. Like, we grew up knowing all that stuff. That was the previous generation, but, like, all that stuff bled into it, right? Like, yeah. so being a cop was, like, a cool, like, we don't hate cops, bro. Like, that's the point we're trying to get across. Like, you do your fucking job well, and we won't have to cancel you. So I am for canceling propaganda shows. I do enjoy a lot of cop shows. I just like a couple weeks ago or a week ago, I my feeling it was Marcella and about a British detective. Like I still watch that shit, man. But like I, I do think there is like a a line. Like you said, Live PD had that whole fucking terrible debacle. I don't know that one. Called. What happened that one? So Live PD got canceled. It's like a cop. It's like cops the show cops oh. but they got canceled and then i thought it was because you know all the stuff that's going on it's like we don't need to be seeing that right now but apparently a man was murdered uh on a live taping of the show oh boy and they they the company that videotapes it um the company that they employ to capture all the footage deleted the footage of the man being murdered oh. and then now that's being investigated um so a lot of people cut ties with that that media company or whatever they're called. Um, but yeah, like shit like that, we don't really need to see that. We don't need to see the first 48. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know how I feel about, um, what's that show that you were, you were just talking about this the other day? Mm. Um, it's like the funny comedy show with the police. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Like, that stuff is enjoyable, man. Like, you know, like... I don't know. I don't know if that's propaganda or not, but yeah. What I'm trying to say is I don't know where I feel about any of this. Yeah. I enjoy those things, right? Like it's hard. It's hard to like figure out what you want to do. I'm not I have no I have no like hard feelings about not canceling them. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. If they gotta get canceled, they get canceled, bro. Like I, I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna say I, I'm attached to them in any sort of way, but I do I do like that stuff sometimes. Yeah, it's tough. This is a great question, by the way, Matt. I've been definitely thinking about this for the past few weeks now, especially like, like I've been mentioning on the show before too. my, you know, my involvement in um, absorbing this content and talking about it on a show and, and, you know, maybe not responsibly um, discussing its themes and and what it could be doing on a larger scale in terms of like you said propaganda and things like that and i agree i think i've definitely changed my mind a lot on shows like brooklyn 99 and a lot of things that i've been watching and and appreciate from my past too like you mentioned everything growing up was like you know oh like die hard which is also super yeah. fucking racist and yes. um you know, like even like Rush Hour and shit like that. Which, Bruh, my my family dog's name is Axel Foley. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You gotta understand, like this stuff is ingrained in, right. like you know, the stuff I consume. Like, go proceed. Yeah, yeah. So I've definitely been thinking about this a lot, and um, you know, I definitely don't love 
Brooklyn Nine-Nine the same way I used to. And, and even before, it was mostly because of the fact that, like, oh, wow, there's, like, a really cool Latinx character who I love in this show. And, you know, um, at the time, at least, I was like, Terry Crews, he's cool. And now it's like, oh, right. Terry Crews, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> um, so, yeah, things are constantly changing and shifting, but I definitely have changed my mind on a lot of that stuff, especially when you consider how closely a lot of these shows, you know, work with the police to get you know permission and then support when it comes to like you know training them and you know they've they've obviously play a hand in sanitizing a lot of things and influencing what we think of as policing and, and stuff like that and so yeah i've definitely thought about it i think moving forward we have to make our own minds up about what we absorb and what we watch i think watchmen is a good example of a show that tackles a lot of that stuff head on and Mm -hmm. um does it in a way that's like fascinating and really cool and you know not perfect but it definitely does it in a way where most shows don't you know doesn't even approach some of that stuff so yeah man it's tough because for the most part you know the the age-old tale of like good versus evil and the whodunit and mystery stuff is still fun to watch you know it's still fun to appreciate but i I do think you can kind of get that stuff in other forms it doesn't necessarily have to be you know the good guy cop and all this stuff and i've I've even been wrestling with it too with you know shows that i love like the wire and Mm. um you know uh again different games that i've played where i'm the cop or like we said movies from our childhood and stuff and even more more recently um streets of rage 4 where i was like oh shit like i kind of jokingly was like yeah this shit is kind of fire because i could fuck these cops up and i could like you know body slam this cop in riot gear and like you know yeah uh, not gonna lie that shit is cool as fuck but then you play the level where you're kind of walking through the prison and you're you know, yeah. it, it just certain things, and then you have to beat up <laughs> those people, you know, too. So it's like it's very agnostic in that way. It's like, look, yeah, you're gonna fuck sure. everybody up. So um, yeah, that, it's got me thinking about that stuff too. And and um, I, you know, I definitely feel like there's gonna be, at least personally speaking, I I can't say, you know, cancel everything and like everything must be burned to the ground. I saw some Twitter, uh, some tweets that were like. What if we just had the whole cast of Brooklyn Nine-Nine wake up from like a dream and they were all working in a post office and no one explained it? I'd be like, okay, cool. I could could actually fuck with that. Right, exactly. Because I I feel like a lot of that is just set dressing and context and, you know, just a, a way to just regurgitate tropes and stuff. So I would love for that to happen, but I also like would find it really hard to ignore that there have been so many seasons before that that have been really playing up the NYPD as these, like, lovable, goofy, you know, huggable right. people when, you know, I, they're that's, they're not all like that. So, that's not that, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. And, and, and to your other question, um, what about games that employ military consultants? That's a question that we really got to dig deeper into as well. Because um, I mentioned it before, I'll, I'll drop a link into the newsletter as well. So if you haven't signed up, sign up. Um, about the pop culture detectives video on um, military consultants in Hollywood, and um, it's kind of scary, bro. And like we see it 
with Call of Duty and we see all these things and I've definitely been thinking a lot about this stuff um, over the past few months for sure and kind of like you mentioned um, always before we started recording about uh, revisiting certain games and stuff it's uh, it's a lot I think it's a lot on the part of uh, you know on our end on what we choose to support and what we choose to I don't know I guess not ignore but there's a lot yeah, of like just, you know self reflection give a lot of passes to shit yeah and, you know like questions like this bring a lot of that stuff up right like it, we need that type of stuff we need people to ask these questions so we can te- you know we can you know get that stuff out of us like see what that actually means and yeah. evolve from there and like you know reconcile with that that stuff like like i said like i'm not opposed to letting anything go you know like if it's not really if it's not benefiting my life in any good way, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I don't, ha- I don't mind letting some of that stuff go. Yeah. I can't change my dog's name right now, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but you know, like that, that stuff is good to think about. And I'll definitely like over the next, you know, over some time, think about that stuff. Like where, where are these things going to live in my life? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, mm-hmm. All right, cool. Uh, we got a couple voicemails this week. So the first one comes in from our guy, Damon, and uh, here it goes. Yo, what up, Paul and Cam? It's Damon. Yo, lately I've had a lot of time to think and overthink, which I'm notorious for doing. Uh, enough about me. Uh, playing a lot of Animal Crossing, and uh, I want to talk uh, microtransgressions in Animal Crossing. Bear with me. When you go into Nook's Cranny, Timothy and Tomothy follow you all over the place. And as a person of color, that shit is triggering. Uh, when you go into the Able Sister shop, Sable's cool as hell, especially after you talk to her for a little bit. But Mabel aggressively follows you around with like this big Karen energy. Shit is disturbing, B. And uh, finally, when you go visit the visitor... You just walk into their tent without announcing yourself. Come on, y'all. Animal Crossing has to do better, right? That is such man. a fire question. Um, That's such a good observation. Yeah. Man. Cam, what do you think? Man, I do. they do need to do better. I, I always did feel weird about walking into someone's camp without like... And they're just sitting there like, uh, can I help you? Yeah. Like, I'm on vacation, bro. Like, It's like, you want to live here? Yeah. Where you so, from? Yeah. <laughs> where you from? Yeah, where? Um, yeah, no, that those are really good observations, man. Um, <laughs> this is so funny. Yeah, yeah, Tom-a-thy. yeah. Tomothy. Yeah, I actually <laughs> I remember mentioning that the first time it happened when I like, went into the store and they were like following me around. I remember telling my partner like, "Damn, these motherfuckers racially profiling me!" Like, yeah, seriously, this is a little intense. But I also like recalled my time uh, on a on my I think my first trip to Japan when I was in Tokyo. I think we went to like opening ceremony which everything in opening ceremony is like three thousand dollars or some shit and i you know i'm like walking around and i'm like looking at these jackets at the time there was like some kodak themed stuff that i was like oh this looks kind of cool i'm walking around and like every part of the store that has like different employees just standing around and then like i guess if you go <laughs> into like whatever their jurisdiction is um <laughs> they'll just like follow you and you know i'm like uh you know, I'm clearly not Japanese. I'm definitely, uh, I, you know, I've got some facial features that I'm like racially ambiguous to some people. But 
I feel like they were just kind of following me around. But I also felt like it was uh, the the impression I got as someone who has you know experienced a, a light version of this in, in back in the states, um, which means like very little, like compared to a lot of my friends, obviously. Um, I did sort of feel like, yo, what the fuck? Like, wh- what do they think? What do they think I'm going to do? And I remember like being so disturbed that even after we left and telling my partner, like, yeah, they were like following me and shit. And I wasn't sure if that's just like uh, a you cultural, know, thing, a cultural or... thing or if that's like if they're required to do that as like they're, you know, for their job to be like, do I need any help? Do I need any help? Um, but it does sort of make you feel uneasy. But I also do really wonder if that's just like a cultural thing. Like if maybe they don't have that same um stigma around that or mm. sensitivity not that the states does it all like we've seen i've seen some fucking weird videos of like um pa systems in like you know pharmacies and best shit, buy. best buys yeah like some real fucked up shit so that's a very real concern i do i would love for there to be like again offering my consultant agency of one here uh, i would be happy to go visit whoever's making a game and be like yeah don't have them follow you don't do that just have yeah. them be chill at the fucking counter you need or any help? <laughs> yeah yeah um but that is a fucking amazing observation not for nothing uh yeah maybe uh you know again hire the optional consulting agency and we'll tell you oh maybe don't God. do that um all right cool our last question for the week comes in from pizza Pachulia from the discord who asks Yo, it's Pizza Pachulia on the Discord, always lurking. Uh, so I'm wondering if a notable life event has changed how you play or replay a game. Uh, an example I can give is like, for me, Banner Saga 1, uh, which is like it's RPG. At the end of it, spoilers, you gotta make this choice between a dad and his daughter to who makes this huge sacrifice and... I, I, you know, I chose the dad the first time because that seemed like the best of a bad situation. But now, um, you know, replaying it a couple months after my mom's funeral, it's like, whoa, I'm living that choice. That choice is not nice. <laughs> I'm good, by the way. Um, let's pick the other one. Forget that one. But uh, yeah, if you guys got anything like that or something happier, I'd love to hear it. So love the show. Good vibes. Great things. Yeah. Another solid question. A, uh, solid question, man. Also, my condolences. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't pl- like replay a lot of things. Um, but I recently, I think it was last year, they came out with the. Um, sorry, my neighbors are blasting music, and I don't have that <laughs> dampening thing. That's cool. Um, my uh, Modern Warfare, the original, got a remake, remaster, or whatever. And I started playing through that, and you know, the first time I played it, I was like fresh out of high school, um, you know, in college, you know, wet behind the ears, breath smelling like Similac. <laughs> like I was a young buck, and I didn't really know any better, right? Yeah. So like playing it now, it wasn't like one event, but it was just like going through college going through the workforce, watching the news, having conversations about, like, the war on terror, quote-unquote, and how we see brown faces in the Middle East and all that stuff. And just, I couldn't really play that game just mowing down Arab people. Mm. It was weird to me. Um, And, yeah, it just made me not like the game. And it was a game that I loved, you know, like, before. Um, 
just because I, I changed as a, as a as a person. But it wasn't like just one event, though. Uh, how about you, Paul? Um, yeah, this is a great question. I think often about my time spent. Yeah, I also agree. I don't really revisit games like that too often. Uh, very rarely, if ever. But um, in the past five years or so, um, I re- I did revisit Ico or Eco as it's more commonly known, um, the game by Fumito Ueda and that studio. And that's a game that when I played it at 13 meant something completely different for me um, when I was later in my like, you know, late 20s uh, with a partner sort of starting our life together. Uh, it, that's a game in which in particular you're trying to escape this castle with uh, this girl you find and there's a very like kind of legendary mechanic around that game where you have to hold the I think the R1 button to like hold her hand and you know the game does very specific things around that mechanic and you know taking it from you at certain times and, and just doing some really interesting things um, which is why Fumito Ueda for me is like one of my favorite designers like he actually ties story and themes to um, actual game mechanics and, and you know that kind of stuff so yeah, playing it much older with a partner, with somebody I actually cared about and in a lot of ways feel like I have to protect and, um, you know, um, support and, and uh, solve stuff together in life um, hit a lot differently than when I was like 13 and I was like, you know, I want to escape the castle that is like, you know, my house and uh, my hometown and, you know, <laughs> like little baby problems at the time, which at the time were like my world. Um, but when I got older that game kind of I think all great art does that it sort of evolves with you and it has new things to say the next time you revisit it so yeah that game for sure I also um, I'm gonna feel a certain way this isn't necessarily revisiting a game but it's gonna hit me in waves in a bunch of different directions Um, but I'm very much looking forward to Spider-Man Miles Morales for PS5 um, but Heather at the time, shout out to Heather. She wrote a really dope piece about that game and its relationship with, you know, the police and what you're doing as Spider-Man, um, by helping them put up these like, you know, radars and different towers and stuff. And the, its whole attitude towards prisoners and gangs and, all that kind of stuff, right? It's it's really mm-hmm. kind of going back to the other question we were talking about with like propaganda and stuff. It's got a very um, sort of old-fashioned, uh, sanitized version of who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. And that's kind of... It makes sense for a Marvel game with a superhero where you need a clear bad villain and you have to have a clear guy who's doing the right thing, all that kind of stuff. But with... Miles Morales is going to hit very differently because I remember being so excited. I'm still very excited. I mean, it's the reason why I love Into the Spider-Verse and all this kind of stuff um, about having, you know, like a black Spider-Man. Like, that's so fucking cool. Like, and the fact that, right. you know, he's, uh, uh, you know, he speaks Spanish Manic- and stuff. It's like, it's so yeah. fucking amazing to me. Like, it's, 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 we've been waiting for this forever. I'm glad I got to I'll, you know, see it while I was alive. But, um, very curious how they're going to handle a lot of this stuff, especially if this game's coming out like this holiday. Um, you know, a lot of that stuff was kind of baked in already in the oven, um, cooking before 
a lot of this stuff, unfortunately, started coming to light. Like, we've known about a lot of this shit for forever. But um, right. I'm very curious how it's going to be handled and in general, like, with that comic and that character. I, I, I admittedly haven't read the comics and stuff to that level, to that degree. So, yeah, that is a thing that I'm curious about how that's going to hit this time around because honestly the first time I played Spider-Man like on PS4 I was aware of it I was very conscious of it and you know you have to you mentioned it before like kind of having to tune that turn that down a little bit in your head and kind of make concessions and Mm -hmm. you know get over certain things but uh, yeah that's one that I haven't played yet but based off of how I played the first one I'm so curious how they're going to handle a lot of that stuff Um, yeah so yeah Great questions, man. That is, yo, questions. you guys killed it with the questions. <laughs> Seriously. Been killing it. Been killing it. Yeah, for real, for real. We honestly have the best listeners. I don't care man. what any other podcast says. Um, Word. All right, cool. Our, uh, let's jump into Feeling It. Feeling It is where we take one thing that we absolutely love from the past week that we've stumbled across that we think is worth sharing. Cam, uh, why don't you kick it off? Because I'm very, very curious. Yeah, I, um, I started, like, I've been feeling, like, stagnant lately. Uh, you know, being in the house quarantining and all that stuff and just kind of like my days are just going to work, coming back home. And I do have a job that has some physical labor to it. Um, but I just don't, I'm not feeling in like strong or, you know, I don't know. Just, I, I don't know. Like I'm just not feeling great about my body and shit. So I was like, let me start working out. Yeah. Um, but I had bought um, these resistance bands like, a year or so ago because a good friend of ours who's like uh he works out a lot he's a muscle head shout to ace he he told me to get some resistance bands because they're just easy to use and they're like not hard on your body at all and i was like well if he's telling me to buy them i gotta buy them but i just bought them and i had them in the closet for forever and then the other day i was just like let me start today you know like that's all you really need and i looked up some some exercises to do and i started using them and it just feels good because you really get a sweat up on like it's hard because like the bands go in like different pounds so like they'll go from anywhere from like a five pound band all the way up to like a 50 pound band Mm. and them shits yo man i'm weak as hell (laughs) because like if if, you know you're stepping on them doing curls and stuff and like if they snap up oh it's a wrap for you um (laughs) <laughs> slap you in the head but i've been having like a really good week of just working out with this stuff nice um like i put them in the top of the door like the door jam or whatever and i can do like some like uh i don't know if they're called lunges or whatever but like you're kind of just like pulling them forward from behind um and like working out your arms and your chest and that's like a really good workout and you know doing the curls and stuff and it's like not hard on your bones at all, like instead of like lifting weights and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and they're cheap. Yeah. If anybody's looking for like, you know, uh, an alternative, if they're having trouble with like weights and stuff, like try some resistance bands. Cause I've been like, I'm really into it and I don't feel as sore before, like afterwards, but I feel just as like, you know, like I can feel my muscles and stuff like that. So like, I've been digging it a lot, actually. Nice. That sounds amazing. Cause you, you inspired me the other day. Cause you were talking about your, your, uh, um workouts for um what's it called ring fit on the switch yeah ring fit and uh yeah i was like damn i gotta get i gotta get in shape yeah i'm telling you man it makes such a big (laughs) difference bro like i mean yeah in the moment it's like i'm doing all these squats and i'm jogging for forever it's like this is i'm miserable and like but i also 
gain so much of like there are times where I just gotta like sweat it out. Like I've had a rough day and I'm like, I just gotta get this out. Yeah, I'm gonna, man. I'm sweat it out. Um and then like I said too, like the uh I think I might have said it on last week's show or something, but when I went to the protests, I was like doing a lot of walking and then I came home and I was like fine. Any other time, I would have been destroyed. But I was like, wow, this is what exercise can do for you? Who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thought? But the resistance bands are dope, man. So I'm feeling that. That's awesome, especially for Um, like New York City where it's hard to just have mad weights and shit. Facts, yeah. Yeah. You can't get a weight rack or whatever. Yeah, for real. Awesome. That's good to know. I might even look into that. I know my partner does a little bit of that stuff. So, yeah, maybe I'll get like a nice little set. Maybe I'll hit you up with some recommendations. Um, Yeah, we're... All right, cool. Yeah, mine is a movie that we watched last night. It's kind of been on my radar for a while. I remember seeing the trailers for it and thinking like, oh, like I kind of want to watch this movie. Um, and I finally got around to it. It's called Atomic Blonde with, um, God, what's her name? Charlize Theron? Charlize Theron. Yeah, yeah. and um, it also has, what's my guy's name? The guy who played uh, Professor yeah, X? Uh, Professor X, yeah. James McAvoy. And, That's uh, his name? Yeah, James McAvoy. Oh, I would have got that wrong. <laughs> Good thing I quickly Googled it. Um, yeah, I was about to say something else. Yeah, it's, yo, it, I was, so I wasn't sure what to expect um, when I first threw it on. The, from the trailer, it seemed like this really cool, stylized action movie. I thought it would be more on the line, more along the lines of, like, something like Snatch that involved, like, you know, uh, I, gotcha. I know it would involve, like, espionage and, like, you know, governments and stuff and spies, but I didn't think it was going to be... So it's also based on a graphic novel, which I didn't know, and makes a lot of sense because of how yeah. stylized it is. It's it's so it takes place in Berlin during the Cold War, um, and it involves uh, like this sort of secret agent who is sent to go infiltrate that world and and recover some information that is being um, there's a chance it could be exposed and stuff like that. So the premise is pretty simple and straightforward, but all the characters involved have their own very clear motivations and it's typical spy espionage stuff where you're like someone's backstabbing this person that person's double crossing that person this one forgot mm-hmm. to tell this person that and this would have been a, you know all that kind of stuff all that betrayal and um you know danger and romance all that stuff is in there and it's extremely stylized it's very much like beating you over the head reminding you that like it's the 80s like here's some here's 99 luft balloons and here's fucking um i don't know whatever else um so it's definitely like really saturated with that stuff but it feels so good because everything about the movie is so kinetic and um, it feels like it's always, or not always, but but when it really like steps on the gas, man, you have to like really hold on because some of the stuff you're seeing, like it's shot and edited to make it feel like it's one take. So they're yeah. they're like big fans of that. Have you seen this movie by the way? Yeah, I actually liked it a lot. Yeah, it's so good, and um, so a lot of that feels like that. Um, uh, Alfonso Cuarón type of stuff. There's a yeah. there's a sequence that's literally like Children of Men where you're in the car, and it makes you feel like you're in the car with them as all this stuff is happening. Because in any other it's movie, like, stop turning the camera. I don't want to see what's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, it's uh, like you're gonna get yeah. Because um, any other movie, like any other, you know, and there are amazing movies that you know take the traditional route for sure. Like they'll show you the car drift around the corner, and you know. Uh, drive up the stairs and barely hit some pedestrians but this 
movie is like you're in the car you're like oh fuck um <laughs> or like the the fight scenes are yeah. so brutal like even in and they're like convincing too yeah yeah like it feels super practical like Charlize Theron seems like she's actually doing those things and like she's yeah. really whooping ass and um also I want to say like the more I see Charlize Theron in movies the more I quickly realize she might just be like one of my favorite actors because like everything she's in I buy that like that's a character like that's like right. it's not Charlize Theron playing this person it's like oh no no that's like a character like they just right. they just they just put cameras on her um and in this particular case she's this very like kind of ambivalent very chaotic uh uh figure who's a genius and also really good at what she does but not afraid to speak her mind and have her own motivations and stuff like that so it's really cool to see but it's also a story that's very like grimy all around like it's not like yeah. a it's not a movie that has a happy ending that you can put a bow on it. It kind of leaves you like, oh man, that's kind of fucked up. Um, so yeah, it's watch it for the fight scenes alone. Like people don't just neatly die without a you know a real struggle. Like pe- like when people die, it's like oh oh yeah, man. No. all those scenes are just so exhausting too. You're like <laughs> yeah. fuck, man, another fucking it's still not down yeah like, I, I made the joke that, that it, it felt like bloodborne like every <laughs> every character can kill you and seriously you know like th- there's no freebies there's like every character yeah. can legitimately kill you um and you know like the character gets hurt too bruised up like you know all that kind of stuff it's not like fast and furious where the rock and vindies are just punching each other through walls and then like <laughs> one scratch on their forehead um so yeah, I can't recommend it enough. It's pretty good. Um, makes me kind of want to maybe even check out the the graphic novel and stuff. But it it didn't like get a lot of buzz, at least from what I remember when it came yeah, out. I, but I didn't know. I didn't know um, that it was a comic or whatever. Yeah, that's cool. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, all right, that about does it for the show. Before we wrap up, um, how can the folks find you online? You can catch me on the twitters at Cappy Can't Lose. Um, yeah, hit me up. Um, what about you? I'm at uh, Poli Mayo, in Mario, A-Y-O. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch especially. If you haven't checked out some of my streams, you know, Tuesday, Thursday, yeah, Saturday. Join the, join the boy. Yeah, jo- join us. Um, you know, shoot me a follow if you can. You know, subscribe if you can too. Why not? Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, send them over to questions at the-optional.com. We would love to hear from you. You can also send us questions and talk to our amazing community on Discord. Uh, you can find links to that over on our website, theoptionalpodcast.com. You can also sign up for our weekly weekly newsletter while you're there. Uh, so I highly recommend doing that. Also, be sure to subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, and Spotify. Um, so if you can, please, please, please review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us spread the word. If you want to show us some love and help us get on the radars of other folks out there, maybe getting a Sue sponsorship. <laughs> and if you like the show, want to help keep it going even further, um, you can become one of our supporters. If you go to our Anchor profile at anchor.fm slash the optional podcast. Special thanks to our supporters, Mark, Charlie, Suhai, Bree, John Michael, Murray, Jesse, Billy, and Hans for helping us keep these lights on every week. Also, thanks to our new subscriber, Colin, for showing us some love this week, joining the supporters section. Uh, if you have any, uh, yeah, appreciate you, appreciate you. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at the optional NYC. Um, and our show's music is by the one and only 
Levi Pack. Shout out to Levi. You can find him on Twitter at underscore L-E-V-I-P-A-C-K. So until next time, everyone. Peace. Bye-bye.